0: Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of the Joe and Toby Talk podcast. Today we are discussing the Betfred World Snooker Championship, the 2021 edition and finally we have a World Snooker Championship back in April. It's not back at the Crucible but it's at the Crucible every year but we've got fans and Ronnie O'Sullivan. Is the holder. We're here today, myself and my co host, Captain Goodspeed or Joe Hannard, to discuss the 2021 World Championship, preview the championship, talk about each of the contenders, and give our thoughts on all of the runners and riders. Now, it is the best Saturday of the year, being back at the Crucible with the BBC, Hazel, or Eurosport, if that's your preferred place to watch, but you can hear by the tone in my voice, it's not mine. But we don't have a choice sometimes. But with me today is my co-host, Mr Hanard, Joe. So uh, say hello, Joe. Hello. And uh, what do you think? We're finally back for the World Championship. We've had had a busy season. You know, the season started a little bit later this year. Some different events, which, again, I don't think we've been too enamoured with. But nevertheless, um, it's been a good season of snooker, but ultimately... Whatever events there are, the World Championships the pinnacle,
1: isn't it? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know we've uh, had pretty much non-stop snooker since June the first last year when we started with the Championship League, and uh, of course we had the the World Championship back in August. But uh, nothing compares to it, and I think. Uh, you know the amount of media attention that the the qualifiers were getting one match in particular which we'll talk about in a bit um, you know th- there's there's no buzz quite like it and uh, you know having thousands of people watching the qualifiers for the event uh, is, is something that you would not get for, for any other tournament and uh, there, there is a buzz about and, and obviously it's great to have the fans back there's talk that there's going to be a hundred percent capacity for the final which is is bonkers uh mm, so you know it'll be great to have them them back and not have um uh, the the willy wonty uh man on the button pressing the applause
0: oh god yeah so some of that was terrible on some of the events it was cringeworthy i can't remember what i was watching whether it was snooker or something else but the the the, the clapping was dreadful i think it was the first day of cheltenham When they tried to repeat the Cheltenham roar and that just didn't work at all. But it's not been too bad for the snoo-cross pose. But I guess the first thing we talk about is is that fan element. Now, from a sporting point of view, it's great. From a personal point of view, I'm not sure I agree with it. But I think a lot of this is down to to Barry Hearn. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, The one obvious um, player that isn't too happy about that is the holder, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Don't think anybody's too surprised about that um, with, with, with his fa- some of his family members having a really bad COVID-19. And, and, and personally, I'm not sure I agree with it as well. But like all these things in the current world we live in, you take your own risk. And, uh, well, if that's the risk you want to take, you can. And also, obviously the refund options have been given as well. So fans can do whatever they like with the tickets. However, from a, a, a sporting point of view, 100% sporting point of view... As a Liverpool fan, I'll definitely concur. this. fans make all the difference, don't they? Mhm.
1: Yeah, and I think I think it'll be very, very interesting uh, in the to, for the players to to have fans back. Of course, uh, only Ronnie O'Sullivan and, and Kyron have have had fans. Um, other than that very first day uh, of the World Championships last year. Uh, to, to, to have had fans since since all of this kicked off so it'll be very weird for them playing in front of fans I would imagine and, and not having the, the ultimate uh, silence that, that we've been accustomed to this season sometimes quite definite silence especially if you're watching Eurosport um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I, it's um, it, it, you know personal opinions can come into it and you know, but we we can't change anything really, whether we agree with it or not. And of course, Anthony Hamilton uh, withdrew from the tournament over it last year. So um, that you know, still a couple of days for that to maybe happen this year. I don't think it will, but um, yeah, obviously Ronnie coming out and, and saying he's not in support of it. And I imagine a lot of the players are quite nervous about it. So um, definitely,
0: you know, not to be stereotypical, but a lot of the a lot of the Chinese players and the likes of Neil Robertson as well who have spent seasons and and times away from their families. I know it's the same for for all of these players, but for some of the homegrown players, obviously they can go and see their families between tournaments. But for the likes of you know Robertson and and some of the Chinese players, it's been something that of course they haven't been able to do. I know Ding has been over here, I think now for over twelve months uh, without seeing his family, and I don't think it's unreasonable for the likes of Ronnie to say, well, we should be protected.
1: Yeah, no, um, definitely not, not from
0: a PPE point of view because that would be. Certainly a, a different perspective to Judd Trump's uh, ban the waistcoats idea. I'm not sure how PPE would look on the snooker players. But, but nonetheless, I think it's it's a reasonable discussion to have uh, for Ronnie O'Sullivan to come out and say this. I don't think he's attention-seeking, as, uh, as mm-hmm. some people have said. I think during the current times, it's, a, it's an absolutely reasonable discussion to have. You can't go from one extreme to the other without having extreme caution. And I know that they've got COVID tests or the rest of it, but... Again nothing's 100% safe, is it?
1: Yeah, and and you know there's three sessions a day going on which is is the other variable in this. Um I didn't expect to be talking in this much detail about it, but you know you know it's three three sessions a day in enclosed environments. It, it doesn't seem like the best idea. It didn't seem like the best idea last summer. Um and we're certainly in a a worse position than than what we certainly. were last summer, but um we'll see how it goes uh i mean it got cancelled after one day last time so we'll we'll see um i'd be very very surprised if we seen a full house for for finals day um but you know you know nothing will replicate the 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 atmosphere that that we have when a crowd is in there i do think it'll be quite awkward for the people in there at the start because um Because everyone's been so used to the silence of it, it'll feel quite weird to be clapping. I, I I don't know. It'll be very interesting to watch, and I'm sure we'll not hear the end of it um from the commentators and you know the the pundits and and the but presenters. Can you like come on, the hawk or anything like that. I mean,
0: the fact about to have as well. But to be honest, I think for a podcast talking about the World Championship. The last thing that people want us to hit talk about is COVID fans and all the rest of it. But one match that we've already seen that would have been far better without fans... Without fans? With fans, no question about it. (laughs) Was the absolutely unbelievable, completely coincidental draw uh, (laughs) in the first qualifying round, which drew two of the game's greats together. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy White and... The returnee after retiring in 2012, returned to the circuit after eight or nine years, Stephen Hendry. I mean, I watched that match, and let's just say, if it was anybody else after the first four frames... I'd have turned it off. I don't know if you watched it all, but it was abysmal.
1: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I tried to watch as much as I could. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's to be expected. I mean, all of the, the sort of first round uh, qualifying matches tend to be um, quite scrappy affairs, to say the least. And it was just a bit of a shame to see uh, I think it meant meant a lot to both of them. I think particularly Jimmy White, who was was fighting for his place on the two end. I think had he won that match, he would have, on merit, um, actually stayed on the one year list. Um, but uh, you know, Hendry kind kind of showed his old uh, metal in in frame uh, three. I think it was when he cleared up with sixty five when there was 62 uh seven remaining uh, and he was 62 behind i seem to remember um that he rolled back the years then and and i think that's that's what broke the the back of the match really for for him um but uh well i mean it didn't matter for jimmy white anyway because he's been given another two-year tour card which a, a lot of people disagree with i know a lot of people within um the snooker community really detest that um that decision but i uh, personally I, I don't see what difference it makes it's one one player and um you know we've we've seen that not all 128 players turn up for tournaments anyway so it doesn't really matter t- to me um and i do I'd,
0: I'd contest that if there were 100 odd players on tour who were let's say top 16 standard in effect Let, let's just let's just say that it's a very, late, very even playing field, and because Jimmy White gets a tour card, somebody of real potential misses out. But there just isn't that, is there? I know that yeah. Ronnie has said that anyone below the bottom sixty-four would have to chop his arm off or something to <laughs> to lose against them, which you know I guess would make things quite tricky. But at the end of the day, I don't see any problem with giving the likes of Jimmy Hendry. Um, obviously, we've we've seen King Doherty as well. Jim's what- um, now? White. <laughs> And ultimately, these players—you know—you're not telling me. I know it was the lovely grandeur of Jimmy and Hendry, but even if it's Jimmy, Hendry, or, or, or Ken, these matches are going to get a lot more viewers when compared to some of these other players, aren't they? You know, it, well, I, and it, it, it's something for another podcast, I guess. But Judd Trump's been really critical of that whole nostalgia feeling, Snooker hasn't he? And I just I'm. There's been a lot of support for, for Judd's stance, particularly from fellow professionals, which surprises me. But I, I don't really see it. I, I understand some of his comments and the way he's coming from. Um, and if you haven't seen that interview, it's well worth a read. On, I think it's on one of the uh, the newspaper sites here in the UK. Uh, but it, it is well worth a read um, because Judd thinks that the game should be modernised. And, and whilst I agree with some of his principles the the whole principle of that, that you know, that the, the um, giving invitational tour cards, it, it's something that isn't really going to break the bank as such. It's not something that's going to cause a massively adverse effect. Mm. And, you know, G- Jimmy White's passion for snooker if he wants to keep on playing. And clearly he's good enough, by the way. He had a good event, didn't he, at the Gibraltar Open? Yeah, he got he's, the last 16. Yeah, He's as good as his contemporaries. Yeah. And you know, I they, feel they, like they, the way he's played over the years, he's kind of deserved the right to... To get these tour cards, they don't give them out for nothing, do they?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he, he got up to um, eleven on the the one year list that that didn't qualify for um, a two year a new two year tour card, and uh, I, I mean that. <laughs> the only reason he was knocked out of that top eight is because it is so heavily weighted towards world championship performance which you know again that's a discussion for another day as well of how ridiculous it is how you can uh, turn up for one tournament a year and and keep your tour card in in a sense um but hey uh (laughs) but uh no i i just don't i don't see the the issue with it really i think um you know you're getting the same amount of q school spots uh and you know it's all worked out so that nobody is missing out in a sense so um I, i guess it could be one extra player from q school makes it but you know we've seen very few of the q school players are actually staying on tour anyway you know there's been a handful over the last five years that have made it into the top 64 and you know, a a, a a whole lot more dropping off the tour after two years after not really doing anything. So I don't, I, I don't see the issue, personally. Put it this way,
0: it's not a first-world problem, is it, in no. terms of the issues that Snooker does no. face? It's not one of those issues. Um, we didn't see, obviously, Stephen Hendry qualify. He lost in his next match against Sue yeah. C uh, six frames to one. And I watched uh, the first few frames of that match, and Hendry was incredibly unlucky because if he'd have won that third frame... Um, then the game could have been entirely different. But I think after that, he just lost his mojo. So we didn't see either of those players qualify, but we did see a bit of a surprise from that group. Now, you might have predicted it, I can't quite remember, because as two sad individuals as we are, before the third round of qualifying, we had a quick butchers through the groups and, and said who we thought would qualify. And unfortunately, haven't kept that to hand, because I'd have, I'd have definitely beaten him in the prediction game there. Yeah. But Liam Highfield qualified over Zhao Yulong. I don't think that's a result that many people were expecting, particularly given that out of all the qualifiers, Zhao Yulong was the top seed.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, Zhao Yulong, very unlucky not to, to be in the top 16, I think, uh, and, and automatically qualify. Uh, I think he would have been a, a danger for anyone uh, who drew him in the first round. So it was a big surprise that, that he went out to... Liam Highfield but you know these these things do happen and that's the 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 beauty and the curse of, of a best of 11 at the end of the day um you know it's a one session match and if you're not on it for that one session then you're out and that's yeah. um that, that's a, a pity for for Zhao but he's he's had a good season and I, I think he'll be uh, comfortably in the top 16 this time next year, I, I would imagine. And maybe uh, even win his first event, uh, which is a bold prediction. But, I don't know. think he's
0: too bold, the way he's been playing. I think yeah. he's been
1: playing really well. I yeah. think he
0: has. But I, you, you look at... So, I mean, who was Liam? Well, there you go. Liam Highfield's got Judd Trump. So I think that Zhao Yulong can have a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah, but...
1: But I think it Xiao Yu Long is the type of player that, that could run Judd very, very close in the first round. Judd's got a very poor record um, of winning comfortably in the first round. He tends to make it very difficult for himself. Mm. So... Mm. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Liam Highfield needs a good start. Of course, the fans will be behind Judd because apparently everybody's a massive fan of Judd Trump at the moment. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, Not no I think at that, all, are you? I Not think qualifying all, in, in general was, was a, a pretty good standard. Certainly towards the end, I think, uh, at the start, it was a bit of a scrap fest. Um, but personally for me, I think qualifying was overshadowed um, by... What I think is is one of Snooker's biggest issues, and that's uh, accessibility to to watch it. Um, Of course, there was a massive campaign for the the White and Hendry match to be on TV, even on just the Eurosport channel, and uh, by the way, they were showing a repeat of the 2018 World Final while the match was on. I mean, what on earth? But uh, yeah, you could only watch it through the Eurosport app, which obviously you had to pay for most people redeemed a free trial i know us included did that um but it's it's something that i think is is severely lacking in snooker is is free to air um tournaments now obviously bbc have the big three they've got the welsh open on bbc wales um itv have had a couple of tournaments the last few years which is good but uh Eurosport has the has the monopoly on it and and as much as people like to rave about Eurosport's coverage I think they're very very poor at actually covering uh, uh, the, all of the snooker matches you know I think we've said in the past still on table two it'll still be playing but they'll go off and show cycling highlights or something uh rather than move over to the other table which is what BBC would do obviously um so i th- i think that's what the qualifiers were overshadowed by certainly at the start of it and i would like to see them do more stuff where they're showing it on facebook and youtube like they did for judgement day because i think that works really well you know where they're switching between the matches and you can keep up to date with with what's going on i think that's what they should be doing for all of the all of the qualifying rounds going forward personally
0: i i can't say i disagree with that too much now i yeah uh... The, the, the thing, the problem about accessibility with Eurosport is, so so for instance, I'm a, I'm a Sky subscriber and I have Sky Sports, which means I get Eurosport as well. So effectively, even though it's not the main aim of having Sky Sports, I pay for Eurosport.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though I pay for Eurosport through my Sky subscription, I would still have to pay for an additional Eurosport app subscription. Which is absolutely crazy, and I think it's. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. It's. I think it's 7.99 a month, yeah, isn't it? Or, which, or which is which is lines. like
1: you know 2 nine, two pound cheaper than Netflix. That that's yeah. you know the the context we're going into here. Um, um, you know, PlayStation Now is 4.99 a month. Like yes exactly it's just you know 7.99 is far too much for what they're offering for me i don't think they show enough sports to really um as the doorbell goes off uh they don't show enough sports to warrant that price for me but that that's again another another issue for another day i suppose yeah, but just finally
0: before we go off that issue. Mm. How many times did I message you saying how the hell, where 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 can I find this match? I mean, I was on the player and it wasn't even advertised. I had to go through all the channels. It was on something like Extra 8, wasn't it, or Extra yeah, yeah. 7, and it Uber was always then, it on 6 advertised. to
1: 6 to 9 and you know, it was and and again they were only shown two matches, you know, when there was And one of those without there any sound. Never yeah, was yeah, No commentary. Yeah. There was no sound at all. <laughs> it's it's just an embarrassment, really. That you, it is. You know, and, is. and I think it just sums up Eurosport for me.
0: You know, I'm not being too damning towards it, but I think this has to be said that that just typifies how it's just low budget.
1: Yeah, low budget, amateurish. You know, is what I would call Eurosports coverage. And you know, we'll probably get a lot of flack for that, but it's true. You know, they they sound like they're 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 doing their commentary in a toilet. They're using <laughs> two thousand and five microphones. It's it's just, and you know, half of the time it's in standard definition. It is. You know, it is, and it is, it's it's an absolute joke that 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 is the case um when you've got the bbc for instance that cover three tournaments a year and just have you know perfection in the in the in the uh in the coverage in a sense of you can access it online you can access it red button you can um you you do it on the app you can watch it live on on the telly um and it's all in crisp hd and the sound quality is perfect and i always find actually Eurosport seem to turn down the actual, um, the the snooker volume, if you like. So the 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 um, the table volume, the ambient volume, volume. The, yeah. the ambient volume and, and the volume of the ref. I always find that incredibly quiet. But then when it's a BBC tournament, that's just as loud as the commentary, which I think is very important, personally. But anyway, rant rant over, rant over. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think the final nail in the coffin in that discussion is that Judd Trump discusses modernising the game, and the game isn't even in high definition. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's the that's the mic drop there that's it and um, we're not going to talk that about that anymore but we are what nearly 20 minutes in place. um so let's let's get cracking with some actual snooker shall we um so let's just scan through the rest of the qualifiers i don't think we need to spend that much depth on each of the groups um bit of a shame about alan mcmanus of course he's now retired from the game but he's had a good career hasn't
1: he yeah i mean you know i, I one of my best memories of alan mcmanus was uh when he when he got to the semi-finals back in 2016 it was a terrific run uh to the to the final at the the semi-final and um you know because alan had been a bit of a journeyman for for a good 15 uh years before that really uh he dropped out of the top 16 in the mid-noughties and then just had this resurgence over the last um last few years where he was you know competing and and it was a bit of a surprise that he retired but he had dropped off the tour um would he have got an invitational tour card who knows but um you know he's gone, and, and wish him a very happy retirement, and hopefully we hear some more of him in the commentary box because uh, that he's, he's certainly he's one of the
0: best pundits around. Yeah. He's one of the best pundits around for me, definitely. So you know the the games loss will definitely be the BBC. I mean, he he commentates for all of them, bless him. So
1: yeah, yeah he, he gets I, round does, does uh, the, the, angles. The only one that I, works harder than him is um, <laughs> he gets all around the angles. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you got it. Um. <laughs> The only one that, that seems to have worked harder than him this season is Ken Ken Doherty, who's been on every single tournament that I've seen. Um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous uh, how much um, he's been doing. Because uh, he was, he was even guess, doing there's,
0: the senior. There's not much else to do, is there? There's not
1: much else to do. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. But, you know, it's, it's a shame that... We haven't had any of the, the sort of old guard qualify this year. Uh, you know, the likes of Mac- it is, it Matthew is, Stevens, Graham Dot, you mentioned. Um, obviously, uh, Jimmy didn't qualify, Stephen didn't qualify, Alan, uh, Ken, uh, Nigel Bond, you, you know, so many... Yeah all the old names i like usually see one of them or two of them at the crucible but we're not seeing any of them this year and it it could really signal the start of the the sort of new blood coming through i think we've seen a little bit of that this season um with the the likes of yan bingtao winning a triple crown event um so it'll be interesting going forward whether, whether that's you know, we're ever going to see the likes of Ken Doherty at the at the Crucible again. It would be a shame if not, but it's looking unlikely at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree. And talking about young blood, and maybe not quite so young blood uh, at the age of forty three, but Igor Figueiredo very nearly became the first South American, well, at least Brazilian anyway, to, to qualify for the World Championships. Um, and, and and came from the first round as well. He uh, beat Farak. Arjib in the first round by six frames to nil, and had some pretty impressive wins in there. He beat Robbie Williams and third seed Tep Chairo Newell to get to the final um, judgment day, but lost to another I I think I'm right in saying Mark Joyce is a Crucible debutant, isn't
1: he? He is the only Crucible debutant this year. Uh, No, 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 sorry, there's one more. Sam Craigie is is another debutant. Um, But, yeah, Mark Joyce, I mean, I I was baffled that that he hadn't qualified for the Crucible before, actually. Um, He actually got the the final of the Riga Masters a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was the year when, when all the players... Uh, couldn't fly because they all got stuck at Luton Airport or something. Oh, God, yeah, I remember um, that. that was,
0: yeah, that seems so. <laughs> doesn't seem like long ago at all. But if you look at that group, it's a real surprise that those two guys got to the final yeah, yeah. over Robbie Williams and yeah, yeah. Hamilton. Tep and even Rory McLeod. you know, Rory yeah, McLeod's yeah, on his day, you know, yeah. I mean, Rory I think...
1: McLeod has, has won a match at the Crucible before, so and you know, there, there was plenty of players there that could have troubled, and um, you know, fair play to both of them, and and exactly. Mark Mark Joyce has, uh, has has got the the death draw, really. Um, you know, I yeah. think Ronnie O'Sullivan. Uh, uh, has got probably the best first round record that there's ever been at the crucible. Um, so it, w- it, it will be a very much uphill task for, for him. Uh, but you know, well, I, I just hope he, he plays his best. And um, I think if he does play his best, then it'll, it'll make Ronnie play well, which I think is, is needed for, for the tournament. I think we've always said this, if, if Ronnie doesn't play well at a tournament, it sort of loses its buzz. In a way, um, especially if he goes out on the opening day, I think it will kill it flat um, mm. for a few mm. days at least. So we'll see. No, we'll, agree we'll with see that. I agree. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, have you got anything else to say about the the qualifiers? Obviously, we'll talk about some individual people um, throughout. But have you got any more general thoughts?
0: Um, I think one thing is I'm chuffed to see Liang Wenbo get to, get. Uh... To the crucible, some some real nice names that have got in there, but I think before we finish, one special mention, or maybe not so special, for uh, a Welshman, Jamie Clark, who did so well last year, and yeah. it's fair to say he bottled it, didn't he? He, he, was he did. He seven two
1: up. He was certain. He might have even been eight two up against uh, yeah, lost against Ma- Mark, Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's a shame uh, for for Jamie Clark. But uh, again, he's he's had an alright season. I think, I think he's the sort of player that'll you know be on the uh, the lower end of the top sixty-four for a few years, which I think is good. And, and you know, he might have the occasional run to quarterfinals, semifinals, or do a Jordan Brown. Who knows? But um, yeah, uh, you know, nice to see him, him play well, and obviously good to see some familiar faces back at the Crucible uh, that, that haven't been there for a, a little while um but we'll we'll talk about them uh as and when so uh, the, the the plan for the rest of the podcast is to um talk about each of the the, the quarters um of the draw and, and sort of think think about who we we might see steering a path through uh the crucible we'll have a little look at the odds uh, now and then as well as we always do with our podcast because uh, Toby Definitely. is a to, Toby is a gambling addict um <laughs> No, I, I shouldn't joke about that, really. Um, and, and of course, we'll uh, tell you what our predictions are. We've both done an event predictor, um, so we'll tell you who we think <laughs> will win the... Who to, to avoid, yeah. Who, who, who to, to avoid, avoid. Who, who, who we think might win the Betfred World Snooker Championship 2021. So, starting off with uh, the first quarter, so, of course, you've got uh, defending Champion... Ronnie O'Sullivan, and he's taken on Mark Joyce. We've also got uh, Anthony Hamilton. uh, Anthony Hamilton. Anthony McGill uh, (laughs) taking on Ricky Walden. Ding Junhui taking on Stuart Bingham in probably the tie of the round. Mm. And uh, Stephen Maguire taking on the returning Jamie Jones. So what do you think about that uh, top quarter there?
0: What stands out? Well, it's not
1: a statement to make, but Ronnie O'Sullivan has to be
0: favourite. To get out, to get out of that eight, to make it to the semi-final, I think there isn't really much. It's great for Mark Joyce to get to the Crucible. I mean, we said the same about James Cahill a few years ago, and look how that went. But I think Ronnie will win that one quite comfortably. Looking below that, Anthony McGill against Ricky Walden. I fancy the uh, the qualified to win that. Yeah, one.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, Ricky Walden played terrific against uh, Ryan Day, who is no mug in himself. Uh, to get through, and uh, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ricky Walden actually, um, and I think on his day he's a trouble for anyone. Um, but Anthony McGill, I was reading an article today. He thinks he's he can win the world championship, so uh, he's certainly talking the talk. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that. But I'm with you. I, I've went for Ricky Walden for that one.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then obviously out of those two. Um, You'd you'd probably have to back Ronnie to beat Ricky in that second round, wouldn't you, really? Over
1: over 25 frames, I think it's very difficult to see Ronnie being beaten by Ricky Walden. Um, And, you know, I I think the draw could really, really open up for Ronnie very quickly. um, Absolutely. If he gets, you you know, through through the, the first couple of rounds, which are always a sticky point, really, for... Players, but if Ronnie can win them comfortably, give himself a, a, a few days off uh, here and there. I think that would that would really help him. Absolutely. Uh,
0: so, Ronnie's second favorite, isn't he, for the tournament? I believe
1: he is. Yes, uh, uh, he, he is uh, four to one. So, uh, Judd Trump eleven to four for favorite. Um, Ronnie second favorite, uh, and then he got Neil Robertson at fives, Mark Selby at eights, and Higgins at nines.
0: Oh, interesting, interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so, we think Ronnie's going to get out from that first four, and I think it's fair to say he'll probably get out the first eight. But let's talk about the other four, then, in that quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tie of the round, I think, we've, we, without much question, uh, is Ding Jun and Stuart Bingham, of course, players that have won events on the Triple Crown. Stuart Bingham, uh, former world champion from 2015, and being a Bingham fan myself, I was chuffed to see him qualify. A tough draw for Bingham with Ding and Wee. And we were talking about this one before we we came on air. And uh, and Joe thought that this one could be close. And while I see where he's coming from, I think Bingham will win this at quite a canter. I really do. I think that much like the match against Brussels that saw him qualify, he didn't start well. Brussels went ahead. But I think he'll come to life uh, in that second session, personally, on the 20th mm-hmm. of April. And... Uh, from what I've seen of Ding Junhui, again, maybe influenced a little bit by the fact that he's played Ronnie O'Sullivan on many times I've watched
1: him, but I've not been too impressed with the way that Ding's played recently, I have to say. Yeah, I know, I, I, I can't really disagree with anything you've said there. Uh, I think Ding's been in a bit of a rut since winning uh, his third UK Championship in 2000 and. 19 i want to say yeah he McGuire, quite a long he? i
0: mean that that was a weak tournament generally wasn't it i i, I hate to the yeah. little ding here because he's a sort of player that if he gets through that first round there's no reason why you can't win the damn thing but yeah I just don't i just don't see it there's something since that uk championship and he just seems sloppy i guess yeah, He's I, I so think so good with his position, etc., and it just seems to have gone
1: away from him a little bit. His, his short game, whilst good, his, his long game just isn't there. Yeah, and I think, you know, whenever I look at Ding Jun in a match, I see him as a player that can be beaten, uh, and, and you know, I think that's something that if i've picked up on it the professionals will have and i think that's you know they know that thing is is there for the taking um you know he did drop out of the top 16 a few years ago and when he did he reached the final and and that could be something that Stuart bingham does you know he's had two matches he's played very very well in those matches he's scoring well he's had a good second half of the season actually Stuart bingham so i i, I agree with you i think he is the favourite um going into that which you don't often say about a qualifier but i think Stuart bingham is 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 the favorite for that match um and and with you i think he'll come through yeah, uh, and absolutely. then uh, he'll be up against either stephen Maguire or jamie jones now i know you're you're a fairly new uh fan of snooker over the last few years so you may not have come across jamie jones before but uh uh, he's a former quarter finalist at, at the at the Crucible and um actually was was very much a, a top thirty two player back uh a, a good few years ago before he was suspended. Um and he's taken on a Stephen Maguire who's just for me been nowhere this season other than the Welsh Open, I think, where he got the semis. But um yeah, what what do you think about that match, obviously, having not seen much of Jamie Jones, what's your take on it.
0: I just think it's that whole best of 19. Again, I appreciate Jamie Jones, of course, like Steve Maguire have both got experience, but I've got to back the seed there. I, I know I haven't seen a lot of Jamie Jones, but all the same, I think that, like his fellow compatriot, Mr Higgins, I think Maguire will come alive a little bit during this event. So, whilst it pains me to say it, I think Maguire will will overcome Bingham as well and make it to the quarter-finals before, I, before I think he succumbs to Ronnie O'Sullivan. I, I just... Think any which way and being a bit of a Bingham fan or I guess any of the underdogs there's just no realistic way I mean I guess unless Ricky Walden beats him over a best of 25 I just can't see it really unless Ronnie yeah. has a really bad day Ronnie has to be the, the you know odds on favourite if not more than that to get to the semi-final
1: yeah I, I mean I couldn't agree with you more I think the the draw has really opened up for Ronnie I think he's got an excellent record against all of the players in his section. Uh, so, it, it, yeah, it's hard to see Ronnie uh, not being the one that comes out on top. A, a bit of a surprise, but I've got Jamie Jones uh, coming through the other uh, sort of eighth of the draw and he, it, having him against Ronnie in the quarterfinals. So, um, yeah, will be very interesting. So, moving on to the second quarter, we have got uh, the Wizard of Whishaw... John Higgins against uh, Tian Peng Fei, who uh, beat um, Stephen Maguire uh, in the first round a couple of years ago. Uh, Mark Williams is taking on debutant Sam Craigie. Uh, Mark Allen the pistol um, is taking on Lou Haishan and uh, Mark Selby, the jester from Leicester, who's been a little bit uh, reinvigorated this season. It's, it's fair has. to say uh, it's taking on uh, Norway's Kurt Mafflin, who again got the quarter final last year. So it'll be very interesting to see if he can back up that performance because he's done nothing else this season. So uh, it be interesting to see. What, what are your initial thoughts looking at that quarter?
0: Now, bold claim. I think John Higgins is going to make it to at least the final. Ooh. Right, that's that's the bombshell. Um, Tian Pang I except he could be a good player. Higgins has got him sorted, I think, over a best of 19. Now, a player I really want to talk about here, because he deserves the talk here, is none other than the Welsh Potter machine, Mark Williams, because I think he is a player that is massively overlooked for this tournament. Now, I know that he goes if he's whack it about around the table and all that, and and all this bravado as such from Mark Williams, yep. but I think he has got a serious chance. The only snag for Mark Williams is the man I mentioned before, John Higgins. I yep. think if, if Higgins has a bad day, honestly, I, I don't think there's any reason why Mark Williams can't win the World Championship. I really believe that, because If you then look at the tournament tree, and let's say it's Ronnie against Mark Williams in a best of 33, I would back Mark Williams in a best of 33 against Ronnie. I would. I Mm. think not in a best of 19 or 25, but I just have a hunch over that longer period. um, Both players of of similar ilk in effect. Ronnie can be that player when he gets wound up to whack it round the table. And Mark Williams, I think really, I guess... Only Mark Williams and John Higgins can can really challenge Ronnie O'Sullivan, I believe. I I think over that length of time, I know Mark Salby did his best to do it last year uh, and very nearly did if it wasn't for, a a, let's say, a miracle from Ronnie O'Sullivan. Mm.
1: But
0: I think that is the first big challenge for Ronnie. But talking about Mark Williams, sorry, um, we, we, we... don't discuss the, the, uh, the other rookie, Sam Craigie, um, mm. who, who's made it to the Crucible for the first time after beating Zhao Tong in his qualifier. A bit of a surprise there, given I thought Hosan Fafai or Zhao Tong would qualify from that group. Yeah,
1: so, I, I, I'd love to see Hossein uh, qualify. I think he's a really top-quality player. just doesn't seem to, to bring it for the, the World Championship. But, and uh, Craigie
0: beat him 6-0. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's some praise to be had yeah. there, but... Once you know, again, I, I I've heard a lot of people
1: talk about Sam Craigie, um, but again, I, I think over the best of nineteen, you know, Mark Williams is is just going to have too much for him in in my opinion, and uh, I agree with you on on the Mark Williams topic of, of he could be a serious contender. And uh, speaker quietly, he is forty to one to win win the tournament. Forty what to one.
0: What is he? What is he? Is he is he sort of half odds then to get to the final twenty or? 20 uh, days?
1: sixteen to one.
0: Okay, that, that's not a bad shout, actually. That, uh, can't
1: the better the round. I really, yeah, I really there's some that. very odd uh, odds <laughs> on uh, on Sky. We, we you, you know, you've got players very similar for the winner but very, very different for um, the final, uh, you, mm. you know, between each other. They, they've got the same odds to win but very different odds to reach the final which I find a little bit bizarre. But, um, yeah, I actually think... This is the strongest quarter of them all, um, not necessarily from the qualifiers, but the uh, the the actual names: John Higgins, Mark Williams, Mark Allen, Mark Selby. Uh, uh, you know, a- any one of those on in their week could win the world championship. So um, I think that's a very very strong quarter. Um, but yeah, uh, so- Williams versus Higgins is going to be a great spectacle and i really do hope it happens uh, and Absolutely. that we're not left disappointed because that will be a cracker uh, you know we talk about the class of 92 and it's always very much ronnie versus john or ronnie versus mark williams but we very rarely see john versus mark and i think that'll be great and a repeat of the uh, 2011 semi-final actually which was a brilliant match as well so i, I i'm really looking forward to that if that happens have they played? Do you think they've played each other since that final a couple of years ago? Um, I no, no idea, occasion. no idea. I would I mean, I'd have totally forgotten that they played twenty eighteen. You know, I feel oh, like I an idiot to now. I
0: subtly put that one in just in yeah. case you'd forgotten. But no, I, I did. Well, they've played
1: one another since then. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of a big match that they've played no, uh, between. No? Each other. Obviously, yeah. they'll have played in the Championship League and whatever, but. Um, no, yeah, that that let's just I mean, those ever exist. Let's forget that... <laughs> those ever
0: exist, shall we? I mean, um, that was a
1: terrific final, that one with Higgins and Williams, oh, God, and yeah. and you know, I think we'll see another Titanic battle, actually, and um, you know, I think that'll that, that I think you're right. I think either one of them could could go on a big run this tournament, um, but looking at the the sort of the second half of the quarter, so you've got Mark Allen versus Lou Haishan, and I think we've both. Predicted Mark Allen to lose that. Uh, you know, Mark, Mark Allen um, very anonymous again this season, and I, I think he's he's got a serious chance of dropping out of the top sixteen soon if he's if he's not careful. Um, I'm not entirely sure how he's as high up as he is. Um, to be brutally honest, um, but you, you know, Lou ha- Lou Haishan. Uh, you know over the best of 19 will he be able to knock out Mark Allen that's that's the other question
0: yeah I know what you're saying I, I Mark Allen is one of those players I don't think there's anybody like him I could be wrong you might be able to draw a comparison where I look at some of his results and think how on earth has that happened mm. it, it, it just, it's just Sean Murphy's the, it, the other it, one that I yeah was yeah there yeah. you go yeah exact. yes 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 that's definitely the one but <laughs> again, I don't want to say anything that might upset anyone, but from Sean Murphy, you might kind of expect it, because Sean Murphy's just an inconsistent player by nature. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel that, I, I feel like that with Sean Murphy. I kind of expect it with Sean Murphy, but Mark Allen, he's had a huge fall from Grace, hasn't he, Mark Allen? Which is why we've both gone for Lee Hayshan to win um, that type. And, and, and that, I guess, opens up the draw slightly for Mark Salby. There's no way of avoiding one of the <laughs> Uh, big class 92 for the yeah. quarter final i think if and that, uh... and, that, and that and that's why i've put higgins to get to the semis you see i just think mm. that um the way that higgins is playing i think that he'll beat mark selby or whoever out of that four whether it be alan hoyshan selby or even kurt mafflin who i guess deserves a suggestion after a good run last year doesn't he i don't think he'll beat mark selby but if he does where does he go from there
1: yeah I think you know Kurt is capable of beating Mark Selby I think uh I it's all gonna be about those first nine frames for me um with with that match I think Kurt Mafflin's the type of player that that once he's knocked off one he can knock off two three four and if he comes out six three against Selby after the first nine. I'd fancy him to finish the job, but if Selby gets out of that first round, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in this competition, I think. Last year, very unlucky not to win the whole thing, just took some absolute out-of-this-world snooker from Ronnie O'Sullivan to, uh, uh, to somehow beat him in the semis last year. So I think Mark Selby could be hard to stop, but as you say, playing either Mark Williams or John Higgins, he's he's got his work cut out.
0: He has. I think. I think maybe if he's got Williams, he's got more of a chance. I think. Um, although we've big Williams up, I think Williams against Selby, Selby wins that one. Just, just purely because of the contrast, contrasting styles of play. John Higgins can match Mark Selby there. I'm not sure Mark Williams can. And it, I yeah. think that maybe over a best of nine, best of eleven, that the Williams tactic works. But over a best of twenty five against Mark Selby, yeah. There's just a clash there. I think Mark Selby will win too many frames for him. So at those it's eight ve- players,
1: it's very interesting because uh, Mark Williams um, is is probably um, the best player winning scrappy frames. Somehow, um, he's a very yeah. clever player, and and I think with Mark Selby, you, you're guaranteed a lot of scrappy frames, and. i i I don't know i i've actually got mark williams to beat selby in the quarters i've got mark mark williams to win that that quarter um i don't know what what made me do it but uh i think you'll beat john higgins and i i think you'll beat mark selby as well and i think you'll get to the to the semis to to play ronnie is is what i've got
0: Yeah, yeah, I I know what you're saying. I think without being critical, it has to be one of those three, doesn't it? If it's not one of those three that makes it to the semi, whether it be John, Mark or Mark, (laughs) Williams or Salby, (laughs) it would be a real shock for any of the others, even Mark Allen to make it to that semi-final, wouldn't it? I think even on a good week at the moment, you would be surprised if Mark Allen beat both Mark Salby and
1: uh john uh, slash mark uh, especially that, with uh, mark, allen's, mark allen especially with mark allen's recent world championship record you know he hasn't made it past the the second round since uh he made the semis in 2009 i think so that's you know that's not good he's not gonna reach the semi-final looking at that record so yeah i think you're right and with a standard of players he's gonna have to come up against you know it, it's You'd have to beat uh, Mark Selby uh, and Mark Williams or John Higgins to to get there. And I just don't see that happening personally. But yeah, okay. so so who are you backing out of that that quarter to, to make it through?
0: going to be john higgins it's going to be john higgins and as i alluded to at the start of this discussion i think he's going to make it to the final okay um, yeah I, fair think, enough. I think i think think there's i think there's a justification for mark williams but it's good that is going to be a really interesting group of eight that is isn't yeah
1: it? no it really is i think that that's the one i'm most excited to see maybe not actually watching the matches but seeing what what happens uh in them yeah. i think that is going to be really really interesting so uh, moving on to the third quarter then you've got uh, Neil Robertson um, who uh, is always very well fancied at the uh, at the Crucible but never seems to turn up he's playing at Liang Wenbo and I think that's a very tough match for him Uh, Jack Lasowski, your your mate is uh, taking on (coughs) Ali Carter my mate and uh, Barry Hawkins (laughs) is taking on Matt Selt who seems to have um, that match against Stephen Hendry seems to have done him the world of good. So I'm, yes. I'm really interested to see that match. And uh, Wilson versus Wilson, Kyron versus Gary. Uh, and I have to say, probably out of all of the qualifiers for me, Gary Wilson is probably the most surprising for me. Uh, just with the uh, the sheer drop off that he has had since reaching that semi-final uh, of the world championships uh, 2 years ago now which is crazy to say but uh, that's a an interesting quarter it doesn't have quite the blockbuster names of the, the the previous quarter but uh you know there's 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 potential in there for for players to get to the final for me
0: mm mm, mm. definitely i think one of the things about gary wilson first to comment on him and without being critical he beat the 91st seed to qualify He beat Gerard Green, 59th seed, and then Stephen Halworth. I think that, looking at some of these draws, he could have had it a hell of a lot harder, couldn't he? Yeah, Um, yeah. As you say, he's done nothing since his World Championship, and and hopefully he can prove us wrong and do a lot better. Now, the Neil Robertson match, Robertson being my favourite player, it's a repeat of last year's match, actually. Last year's first round, Robertson against Leanne Wenbo. So, I'm sure that I echoed many of the same sentiments in last year's preview, that... I worry about Robbo in the World Championship because, as you allude to, he's always well fancied and never really delivers the goods. That being said, if he gets past the first round, I would be inclined... I need to check if I've predicted this. Have I? Yes. If he gets past the first round, he makes the semi for me. Mm. Um, and I, I think Wenbo could could do something but I don't think so against Robbo I think in the first round Robertson's got enough and I also think he's got enough to beat either Lazowski or Carter so then it's really one of well one of the bottom four that's an obvious statement to make <laughs> but I think the only player that could trouble him there is Kyron Wilson mm. um, and touching on the bottom two matches for a minute I think if it's the two seeds that get through there Hawkins against Kyron Wilson, I think, would be a smashing match. A little bit understated, potentially. It's not got the name of Higgins against Williams, but I think it's mm. got the same sort of spectacle, yeah. potentially, with the sort yeah. of play it could, it could turn into.
1: I, I, I've got a funny feeling they've played in the second round of the Worlds before and had a, a, a real ding-dong battle. I think I, I think either Wilson was, was well up and Barry Hawkins came back and won, or it was the exact opposite of that. Um yeah so I, i'm really looking forward to, to seeing that match as well i think i, th- I think potentially kyron and, and barry have got uh some of the, the the most difficult um qualifying opponents i know we we just bashed gary wilson but on his day i think he could he could challenge kyron but kyron's got a very very good cha- world championship record as does barry um so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one that but uh yeah, back to, to Neil Robertson. Um, I I've backed him to beat uh, Liang Wenbo. Neil Robertson, interestingly, is uh, his third favourite for the competition, which I think is is quite generous actually. Um, you know, to be uh, ahead of the likes of Mark Selby on that uh, on the odds is quite a surprise to me. But uh, Neil Robertson always seems to have a, a bad session uh, or two in the tournament i think he's quite lucky he's he's avoided the likes of higgins and selby this time that could bog him down i think there's quite a lot of um fairly fluent players in his his quarter so um i think you know that that will benefit them greatly but uh, the, another uh, shout for for tie of the round, if you like, is, is maybe Jack Lazowski versus Ali Carter. Uh, I know you're not a, a big fan of of, of Jack Lazowski, um, but he, he's, he's had a decent second after the season, and it could be quite a close match for me, that one.
0: It could, and to be honest, you could say he's been one of the best, if not for... One of the other best, Judd Trump. Because when he seems to be doing well in these tournaments, he can beat any man apart from Judd Trump, his old mucker. Um, I have backed Ali Carter for this one. I think Ali Carter is just scrolling through these qualifiers. Maybe with the exception of Bingham. Because of the fact he is a former world champion. I think Carter's got to be the, the 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 worst qualifier to face against and again probably bar one and this is going to upset a few people um probably bar one or maybe two i suppose the two players below him i guess that would stand to reason the weakest top 16 player yeah um, i think in the world championship i
1: completely agree with you i think jack lazowski um you know on his day can can beat anyone but um in the World Championship, I, I, I'm not sure he can he can sustain well, the way I he plays. He out
0: to McGill last year, uh, and that match was just ridiculous. I, I, I remember that Lazowski bottled back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, he missed the, the final blue or something, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just don't fancy Lazowski. And
0: don't get me wrong, there is a potential. If he wins that match and gets on a run, he is another player, like many of these, that could well make it to the quarter slash spot semifinal.
1: yeah, yeah, so, but but I, as you say, I I don't see him beating Ali Carter, Neil Robertson, Kyron Wilson, and then potentially Judd Trump. <laughs> you know, there's there's too many something, obstacles. Something for I me. just thought,
0: I would back Ali Carter to do that on his day.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I know I,
0: that. I know that's a bold statement to make. Yeah, but he's a, he's another player again, probably one of maybe. Two, three, possibly four of the qualifiers who could really rock the boat. Yeah. And go long into this tournament, he could, he could be beaten ten nil. We could be talking rubbish. No. Nah. On his day, Ali Carter. I mean, oh uh, yeah,
1: Ali Carter's got an excellent World Championship record. Obviously, a two-time finalist. He's been to the semis quite a few times. Um, he's actually sixty-six to one to win the tournament. I don't. I don't think he will win it. Um, and he's twenty-two to one to, to, to reach the final. But certainly. Uh, you know, an, an interesting one to, to keep an eye on because he can beat any of the players he's coming up against on his day. Um, the only one uh, you you would suggest that, that he wouldn't uh, be favourite against. Or, or um, well, he's not favourite for any of the matches, but uh, I think he'd struggle against a John Higgins or a Mark Selby. Uh, you, you know, I think they, they would um, beat him yeah. up, really, personally. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, Neil Robertson versus Kyron for the, the quarterfinal and I think that, that would be an, an awesome match. Um, mm, interesting. I've gone for Robertson
0: against Hawkins because I just feel like if Hawkins gets a bit of momentum, an he's been playing well recently as Hawkins, he's had, again another player having a bit of a resurgence. Remember, it's quite incredible. He's ranked, where is he? He's ranked 11. Now, it was only a few weeks ago that we thought he wouldn't make the seed list, didn't we?
1: Yeah, well, he's been out of the top 16 all season. He didn't uh, qualify for the Masters, obviously. He's been a, a, around 23 to 26 all year, and then all of a sudden something seemed to, to switch after the German Masters. And, uh, you know, I think, unfortunately, he's, he's had a couple of bruising defeats where he should have won um, semifinals and, and lost them um, for whatever reason. But... I've backed Kyron Wilson, and and actually I've backed Kyron to to beat Robbo in the in the quarters and get to the semis once again, which which seems crazy uh, for Kyron Wilson, but I, I have backed him to get there. Okay, so I've I've backed Robertson to get there, although they'll
0: think that's probably going to end up to be wrong. Um, yeah. But a very so, interesting eight. The only player we haven't mentioned really there, um, apart from passing remarks, is Matt Sells.
1: Yeah. You know, Matsell, I I think he could be a dark horse in the competition, Mm -hmm. actually. I think um, having watched a little bit of him play in the qualifiers and watched him against Hendry, I've actually been very impressed with what I've seen, and uh, he seems to have a bit of belief. And, hey, if he beats Barry Hawkins in that first round, he could go on a bit of a McGill or Gary Wilson-type run. Dave Gilbert, you know, we seem to get one player every year that gets to the semis that we're not expecting. Um, yeah. and he could very much be that player for me. Um yeah, you it's know. It's
0: just blowing that trumpet about the best of 19 again for yeah, me. I yeah. think over a best of 19 you'd have to back Barry
1: Hall. Yeah, yeah, you know, Mattelt probably played three. Um well, no, he, he'll have played a lot more best of 19s than than three, but um <laughs> in recent years at least with the the whole best of 11 um qualifiers for the world's over the last two years um it probably you know it has been quite a while uh, other than the the match he's just played since he has played a best of 19 so um and it's a totally different skill to play a match over two sessions but, but we'll see what happens i think he's got a a good chance i think barry hawkins he'll be happy with that draw um you know he hasn't drawn ronnie um but you know uh, I think he'll be quite happy with that so uh, you're going for Robbo I'm going for for Kyron so uh, currently I've got Ronnie O'Sullivan Mark Williams and Kyron Wilson to make it through to the semis and, and who have you got? So
0: I've gone for uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan John Higgins and then of course Neil Robertson So okay. in, in, to be honest I'm going to foreshadow something here, I've been really boring I've gone with 4 out of the 5 favourites <laughs> to yeah. get through to
1: the semis it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, and, you know, I, f- I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Uh, I think there was a statistic that between Ronnie, um, Selby, Robertson and Trump, uh, they've appeared in the final of every single ranked event this season. That's so, a crazy stat, um, isn't it? That is crazy. Yeah, uh, which is just bizarre. But, uh, yeah, uh, going into the, the, the final quarter then, which, again, I think this is an interesting one. We've got uh, the magician Sean Murphy... Against Mark Davis, of course Murphy could either get thrashed in the first round or he could go and win the event. Uh, you know, yeah. knowing him, he's uh, he's one of them type of players. Uh, we've then got the Masters winner Yan Bing Tao against uh, European Masters finalist uh martin gould the Pinapota. potter uh, we've then got david gilbert who is uh set to drop out of the top 16 down to 31 at the end of the season um against chris wakelin that's a, a very uh interesting match of of not people you would fancy getting through the first round but one of them will yeah uh, and then, of course, you've got the world number one, uh, the favourite Judd Trump, and he's taken on Liam Highfield. So uh, a, a, an interesting eight, I think. Obviously, Judd Trump is very, very strong favourite to get through that, but um, there's a p- couple of potential banana skins for him in there, uh, in my opinion. There is. I think there's
0: one in particular, and that is the only non-Englishman... Bing Town. I think mm. that we spoke about this one again a little bit before we went live. I've got mixed opinions about Bing Town. Now, I'm not to say the Masters was a one-hit wonder. Absolutely not. But I don't think he'll be a player that goes on and wins 20, 30 ranking events. He'll be a successful player, but I don't think he'll be that good. That being said, I think that out of those eight, he's the only banana skin... Without question, right, I think unless Judd Trump has an absolute disaster, he's pretty much asserted to be in the quarterfinal. Dave mm-hmm. Gilbert, Chris Wakelin, Lee and Highfield, I can't see any of them beating him. It's just a case of him being too strong. Then, I actually think any, any player in the first form, maybe Mark Davis excluded, could beat Judd Trump. So he's been rather fortunate there that he's been drawn against the three players of the... The seven in his, in his quarter that I think you'd back him to win every time against those three players so yeah. looking at the first the first match we've got Sean Murphy and Mark Davis now I have gone for Mark Davis here just as a curveball really I think that the smart money would be on Sean Murphy but we know Mark Davis is a bit of a wily old fox he's been there and done that uh, but I've gone for Mark Davis there but in the second match I have gone for the um the is it, is it, is is Bing Bingtao's first time as a as a seed, or was he a seed last year?
1: Um, no, I think it is. It's uh, his second time as a seed. Yeah. Yes,
0: he was 16th seed, yeah. wasn't he last year? That's yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. He he, did, he to got
1: to he truck, went out of judge, he? Yeah. Um, yeah. after being 6-2 up, I want to say as well, which is uh, yeah, something is like interesting, that. But I so. think I'd
0: back him over a best 19 to beat Martin Gould. But that yeah. could be a, that could be another one of a an understated yet very much, get your
1: popcorn out, Matt. I think it's an interesting one because I've not seen a lot of Jan since the Masters. Um, I don't think anybody has, hasn't there? You know, they, really? I, he's
0: he's gone off the radar a little bit. But that after such a big win, that's not really a surprise. We've seen no, that a lot with with some of these players. And remember, of course, with his age, time's on his side, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Jan is is, is has got has got everything, and I, I do believe that one day Jan will win the world championship. Um, but whether it's this year or not I don't know um, well but I'll talk about my predictions in a minute but uh, hmm. Sean Murphy I, I, I'm going to back him to have a, a decent tournament um, in in the fact of, of his standard not necessarily with how far he gets um, but I fancy him to have a a pretty comfortable victory against Mark Mark uh, Davis in the first round and and uh, get a few centuries in there look like he's playing brilliantly um and I've also backed Yan Bingtao to get through um he's, he's round um n- next uh, we've we've got Dave Gilbert and and Chris Wakeland, now Dave Gilbert has uh, had a bit of a a poor season um and seems to be it seems to be a bit yeah um he seems to have lost his motivation somewhat which you know a lot of us have done during lockdown and I can only imagine how awful it is having to go to Milton Keynes every week hmm. to play a, a different tournament in the same venue I just can't imagine how awful that is. What do um, you call it the pigsty? eh?
0: what did ronnie call it the pig star uh, yeah
1: he called it a prison as well so you know a <laughs> uh, class a prison which he knows a lot about so um chris chris wakelin now this is an interesting one because uh, i only noticed it because i've seen it on my prediction but uh chris wakelin actually played judd trump in the first round a few years ago and uh, took him to 10-9 so i think this will be a, 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 an interesting one um I think Chris might beat Dave Gilbert in the first round. I've actually backed him to do that, which obviously would would put him up against Judd Trump. Um, but remembering that he took him to 10-9, um, brought a little smile to my face of thinking that there might be some hope there. Hmm. <laughs> but um, I don't know, what did you go for? Did you go for Gilbert or, or Chris Wagelin?
0: Yeah, I've actually gone for Chris Whiteland. Um, Just, again, as a bit of a hunch because... Not based on what you've said, to be honest, but that adds a bit of meat to the bounds now. Uh, I know it's only one match, but Gilbert's just lost all touch altogether. And I think, let's be honest, he's lost that touch since he got to the semi-finals a few years back.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he got to the semis of the Masters um, the year after and uh obviously was that, was got that
0: the Bingham and Carter year.
1: Yeah, and I think he got to the uh, the final of quite a few events in the year after his semi-final, but this season in particular, I think he's he's well down on the one year list, uh, maybe in the 60s, 70s, 80s region. Um Definitely. and and you know, if he has another season like that, he's going to find himself off the tour. Um so he's he's got to he's got to find something, and you know we've seen it time and time again. Sometimes players just find this at the World Championship, and maybe with fans being back, the fact he's playing at the Crucible rather than uh, Milton Keynes, maybe that that will spur him on, and, and maybe he'll have a bit of a run at, at the tournament. But yeah, I, I've went for for Chris Wakeland, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, it's, it's it's a fair comment to Mike, To be honest, again, as I've said, I feel sorry for
1: these two because i can't see them go much further than the second round <laughs> no no i i mean yeah judd trump the smart money would be on him getting to at least the quarterfinal as you say um i think barring judd trump uh, being what he has been fairly recently um I don't see him. I don't see him going out in round one or, or two. It's a repeat of the um, Ronnie O'Sullivan discussion, isn't it?
0: Really, that unless yeah. there's a real surprise, Judd Trump is going to make it to the semi-final. I, I guess think, John interestingly, Murphy, if he has if, a good run, could be there.
1: I think if you if you mirrored it and Mark Joyce and Ricky Walden were in Judd Trump's. Um, hmm half I, I would have fancied them to beat him a lot more and i don't know why but um yeah that, that's what i've gone for uh so i've actually got a yan bing tao uh judd trump quarterfinal which i think you had as well um and uh or did you have gouldy I, I don't know no i had yan uh, bing tao to beat
0: gould but yeah. I, I i think it's not out like of the question that gould could beat bing tao
1: yeah, no, it, it's certainly not, and you know it's one of those ones that there will be seeds that fall, and Yan uh, could quite easily be one of those. But uh, I've actually backed Yan Bingtao to have a, a coming of age tournament here, um, and I've actually got him to, to beat Jud Trump in the in the quarterfinal, um, which completes my semi final lineup of Kyron Wilson versus Yan Bingtao for a place in the final.
0: Okay, well, I've set up a Neil Robertson, Judd Trump semi-final, which is probably more what you'd say off form. That Yan Bing Bingtao prediction is very interesting. We'll see if it comes. To, we'll see if it comes to fruit. So, if we look then now at the real dying embers of the tournament, so my first semi-final is Ronnie O'Sullivan against John Higgins. So it renews that rivalry. Saw it a few events ago in the Masters. Uh, we saw it. At, what was it now? Was it the the players? It was one of the Coral players. Events. Players' there championship. There we go. Yeah. yeah, the players' championship, which John Higgins won at pretty much a canter. Um, over a best for thirty three. We discussed it a little bit earlier, so I'm going to make it short and sweet. I'd back John Higgins to beat Ronnie O'Sullivan, which puts him into the final. And then again, to repeat something I've said before to um, have a rerun of the 2019 final, I want to say. John Higgins against Judd Trump, wasn't it? Um mm-hmm. Neil Robertson against Judd Trump. Again, I'm going to back Judd Trump over a best of 33. And I'm going to back Judd Trump to do the same as what he did to John two years ago and win the event. So, mm. at the end of my predictor, it comes out of a Judd Trump win. But as Joe will know... We've done quite a few of these this year and most of my finals have been Judd Trump against Mark Selby. And when I've predicted <laughs> that, neither player has got past yeah. the second round. So so let's so let's see if that comes to fruit. I'm not really bothered for Judd's sake, but I hope for John Higgins' sake he he does a little bit better. we we have to keep we we like precious John, don't we? We we like the wizard. We we like the wizard to do well.
1: Mm-hmm uh you know very very interesting so of course you know you've went for the favorite the boring one um so I'm a, i've I'm got ronnie
0: man you should know this boy now <laughs>
1: um i've got ronnie versus mark in the semi-final and uh over the best of 33 I, I i disagree with what you said i think ronnie would have far too much for mark williams in a best of 33 he's got an incredible record world championship record against mark williams so um I would back Ronnie to win that 17 11 17 12 something like that. Um in the other semi final, Kyron versus Yan, um you know, I could I could have went for the uh, for the obvious one and said, well Kyron's going to win that and it's just going to be a repeat of last year's final, but uh, I've actually backed Yan Bingtao to, to to go to his first world championship final. Um there just seems to be something about people that win the Masters and for the for the first time and, and going on a good run at the World Championship in the same year, so um, I'm gonna go for Yan Bingtao to beat Kyron Wilson, uh, and then Ronnie O'Sullivan, the uh, the the greatest of all time, you know, six time six time world champion, bidding for his seventh, record equal in seventh against the young upstart Yan Bingtao. I think that would be an awesome way to end the tournament. I think it would be a very very good match but I think it'll just be one step too far for Jan. And somehow, I certainly didn't think I would going into this, but I've predicted that Ronnie O'Sullivan will win his seventh world title at the end, and he'll finally end his bad run in finals um, this season and and win um, his 1st ranked event of the season, which seems crazy to say that he hasn't won one yet. But, um, yeah, I've I've, I've got Ronnie to to come out on top, which I, I... I wasn't expecting to say I didn't fancy him before this conversation no
0: I don't really fancy Judd Trump funnily enough it's it, it's a funny one how these things work it's uh, it's very reminiscent to some of my album reviews on my music channel that you don't expect things to turn out the way they do but they they certainly end up doing so um i would I would actually more go along with you that Ronnie's got a very good chance here but Ronnie's just one of those hot and cold players okay so, yeah, you guess you could say for a lot of these players. Um, they are hot and cold, particularly given the the issues with, with COVID nineteen. And no, that's not a temperature. <laughs> but um, it 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 really opens it up. I think it's a cracking draw. I really do. There's, there are plenty of good matches. I think that, that as we've said, the the match of the the first round is Ding against Stuart Bingham. But there are little matches in there, the likes of. Jack Lezowski against Ali Carter, Barry Hawkins against Matt Selt, even young versus old, Bing Bintow against Martin Gould. And who knows how <laughs> Mark Joyce will get on. I mean, yeah. we could see something crazy once again, like we saw with um, James Cahill, of course, a few years ago. I can't mm. see, but you never know. We could see Stuart Bingham be a qualifier that wins the tournament I think that's feasible if things go his way. Ali Carter's someone who could come through the woodwork. So I suppose with that notion um, I'm not going to give the obvious one of Bingham I'll I'll leave a little bit more time to think about this Who is your qualifier to watch?
1: Um, Mattel for me OK, interesting.
0: I think there's a lot I think there's a oh, lot there. Oh, Jamie
1: Jones. Jamie Jones is the other one. Yeah,
0: I thought you might go for Jamie Jones. Um, I'm not going to go for the two obvious ones, which I've just said of Ali Carter and Stuart Bingham. Um, I am going to go with what you could consider a little bit of an oddball. I'm going to say Louis Huyashan is a very unknown quantity, purely because I back him to beat Mark Allen. Now, for your Jamie Jones prediction, I understand you're backing to beat Maguire. But for both of yours, with Jamie Jones and Matt Sell, I can't really see him winning that first round. And as we know with this World Championship, the first round is that all-important match. Mm. And if he wins that first round, again, I know it's really tough with Mark Selby. But there is just always somebody you don't expect that comes out the woodwork. And looking at that, that this year... He's somebody that quite literally nobody has talked about, and, and it makes it understandable with John Higgins, Mark Williams, Mark Allen, Mark Selby all being in that four. But who knows? He might be one to watch. That's just something to go against mm-hmm. my obvious choice of uh, Bingo and, and Ali Carter, your mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, uh, you know no disrespect we've said it's quite a weak qualifying field really um, compared to what we might have expected but uh, certainly some very interesting players in there and as you say there's always somebody that comes through and does a gary wilson does a dave gill does an anthony mcgill and and gets through to the semi-final so uh really looking forward to, to seeing what what comes comes about from it all um uh, it's all kicking off on saturday 10 o'clock on on the bbc uh hazel's back which were well uh, fingers crossed um you know uh, her management have apparently confirmed it well i'll believe it when i see it um but uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing hazel back uh, presenting it um of course the bbc guys john virgo back at the world championship ton up um and, and De- dennis and and ken and, and alan mcmanus and steve and john it's just going to be great to have the gang back together and uh you know i don't I'm think gone, anything can gone, gone,
0: gone, gone, gone what about radsey <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, well, Radzi, you know, fantastic. And, and, and
0: what about Joe Perry? Because he was on it last yeah, year, if you remember, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Joe
1: Perry was there, but then he was playing there last year, so I don't know if they'll bring him up, because um, he hasn't qualified, obviously, so... Um, yeah, it's an
0: interesting show. But, I mean, the, the, you know, the, I know it sounds really sad, but the coverage is half the battle, isn't it?
1: Yeah, 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 you know, it really is. Um, you know, I, I just think it'll be it'll be great, and I, I, th- I think it could be... Um, one of the, the the greatest world championships, I think the standard this season uh, of snooker has been terrific, and I do think um, I, I think we could see the centuries record broken this year. I think we'll see lots mm. of deciders, lots of close matches, um, and and hopefully, you know, we I'm I'm fingers crossed for a decider in the final. We haven't had one since two thousand and two. It would be fantastic to to have one. But um, and based
0: on that final question before we finish
1: yeah in minutes
0: how many minutes do you give it before the 85 black ball final is mentioned <laughs> um oof.
1: I'm am go- I'm gonna go, go-,
0: I'll, go with, I'll go with an hour I'll go with 60 I'll go with I'll give it an hour for him to mention it
1: I'm gonna go 43 minutes because the first the first uh the first frame against Ronnie and Mark Joyce is going to go to a respotted black and oh, wow. uh and and they'll and they'll mention it then so there you go with it being the uh the 30 the 38 36 year anniversary of it you know that very famous landmark but yeah. uh no I, uh unless you've got anything else to add toby uh, Think we're watch it on done
0: BBC. There. Don't watch on yeah. Eurosport.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, support our, you know, um, if you're
0: if you're in the UK, of course.
1: Our host broadcaster, you know, who have been supporting snooker since the 60s. They were the ones that popularised snooker, and snooker was the one that brought about uh, colour TVs and and all of that. So. Um, you know go and support it give it a watch if you haven't watched snooker before and, and there might be people listening to this that haven't i know fair,
0: yeah, they haven't they haven't got to this point they've watched <laughs> snooker well before. you know if
1: you have if you have i know i have a, a few fans uh from from my youtube channel that that watch any old rubbish i put out so um, <laughs> so, so 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 uh you know give it a watch give it a go uh, and when the clubs open again go down your local club Pick up a queue and and have a go at it because it it is just uh, fantastic. And, and, and you know, we're going to have a terrific 17 days. It ends on Bank Holiday Monday, um, which is always a nice one um so
0: yeah die off work absolutely yeah
1: so uh <laughs> so yeah it's 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 been really good to to talk actually for the for the last hour and 20 minutes i don't think either of us expected or, or wanted it to last this long but i've thoroughly enjoyed every every second of it really um and i think it will be a really uh great tournament will be one to remember and maybe just maybe it could be the tournament that ronnie o'sullivan finally equals stephen Hendry's uh, record of seven world championship titles um so we'll see we'll see but thank and you then very Hendrick much and and win tonight
0: for next year well
1: of course <laughs> of course maybe the seniors <laughs> we got all that to come maybe <laughs> the seniors world championship i don't see him <laughs> um, Nah, Dennis will win that <laughs> yeah, I hope so. But uh no, thank you very much for for listening, everybody. Uh remember that we are on Spotify as well as our new channel uh which we made, which is Joe and Toby Talk. Uh just a quick one at the end here. We haven't mentioned it, but thank you very much for the support on our first uh, episode Absolutely. of that. Uh we were blown away by how many people were watching that the comments, the likes, um, and, and you know the people that are subscribing. We're gonna be talking about the world championship again. We're definitely gonna be doing a a review and if we feel uh, like there's stuff to talk about, we might do one halfway through uh, after all the first rounds have, have been uh, completed, and, and we'll see uh, what what we think about it then. Uh, but we'll definitely do a review of the World Championship. Of course, we've got uh, the Imola Grand Prix uh, happening this weekend as well in formula one so i'm sure we'll uh, be talking about that sometime next week but thank you very much for listening leave a like on the on the video go and check out both of our channels captain goodspeed and trj gaming and trj music and yeah, Tij education does, yeah. and uh you know <laughs> go go and check out all of our channels and uh, all those links are down in the description follow us on twitter all of that good stuff and uh well enjoy the world championship 10 o'clock on saturday the 17th of april 2021 it's going to be a good one cheers guys